uh, the sponsors are. I think we did a whole show this morning. We we uh, live calling show. We didn't mention California Hormones, but they're the sponsor. But we had Philip Kelly on, but we didn't tell people to go to California Hormones. <laughs> <laughs> Not explicitly, but we had the banner. You talked about it. People knew it was coming from from them. Working just, with them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Mooney. Bam. We're live. I I just think that um, it's just our sponsors are so crazy. We never have to like plug, plug, plug them. Like no one, like Sarah never calls or Gabe never calls and is like, hey, you didn't do this or you didn't do that. And the thing is, is that we had a guy on who's. Uh, telling his story of his journey with California hormones and uh, we never mentioned in California hormones is paying for it. And we didn't mention um, their sponsorship. I just think that that, and, and, and I never get a call from Sarah or anyone over there on her team. who's like, Hey dipshit, you're not feeling your end of the bargain. Yeah. You, did you see my like posture there? I was even like, like cowering, like feeling like <laughs> we should have done that. Cause they're so awesome oh. to us. Hey, and, and, um, uh, they don't even ask us to do those follow-ups. Like, by, for anyone who's wondering, like, we, they don't tell us, "Hey, we have to do a show with Philip Kelly." We did. We we just decided, "Hey, let's follow up with these guys." And maybe Philip's going to say it's horrible and ruin the whole sponsorship for us. <laughs> Javier, what's up, dude? Hey, how are y'all? Yeah. Good. It would be like if we sent Javier um, uh, Paper Street Coffee. He's like, "This tastes like shit." <laughs> like, oops. Well, well never, that would never happen. I've never had it's it. the best. Well, I have to get you some Javier Paper Street Coffee. I should try it. And and a CEO. I'm gonna we're gonna send you some. I was about to say it looks like I need a CEO shirt there. Yeah, you definitely what size are you? Large. Large, okay. Extra. I'll send you a I'll send you a text. Uh go ahead. No, I said extra medium. Okay, perfect. Medium. Hey, real quick before we start, soccer mom was super nice and sent me a pair of like her husband's unused uh uh nano twos. And are I you kidding them, me? No, and I got them like a week or two at the gym, and I like set them aside, and I just kept forgetting to make like a post or anything about it. And I saw that she was in the comments earlier. I don't know if she's still here live, but Sock Mom, thank you so much. I super appreciate it. What size were they? My size, size nine. That's crazy. Yeah, she messaged the uh, podcast Instagram, and I happened to see it when I was in Wadapalooza put, putting something to it. And I was like, yeah, I wear those. She's like, all right, awesome. So she sent them over. Thank you. You can start wearing your Noble now. Just kidding. Here, this is a picture of her and Stacy Tovar. Right? Yeah, that looks like it. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, 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 for sure. I'm a huge fan of Stacey Tovar. As you guys know, we have our twisted story together. Do you know our twisted story, mine and Stacey Tovar, Javier? I don't, no. Basically, I did, a, I did a podcast with her with the CrossFit podcast, and we started talking about the birth control she was on and how it affected her performance at the games and basically how she wouldn't, she wished she wouldn't have taken it. Oh yeah, and how the other athletes were telling her, like, yeah, when we got off this this birth control, which is birth control is just fancy word for hormones, right? Right. Uh, these kind of hormones, uh, we got stronger. And then the New York Times, when they were attacking Greg, they made sure to put a paragraph in there about me, about how I was creepy, and talked to a girl about their menses and their birth control. And and the the funny thing is, is I never went back and watched it because I was afraid of what that the New York Times might be telling the truth and that I might have been creepy about it. And then flash forward two years and Andrew Hiller did a piece defending me and he showed that clip. And I was is, if I was creepy, I that's as gentlemanly as I can be. I mean, I was so sincere and gentlemanly and I was wearing a clean shirt. and a, Hey, one thing is she she posted it and defended you. Stacey oh, Tovar yes. herself. That's a big thing. Yes. Like way yes. before Hiller made the video, she posted yes. something. And she was like, this is why there's a stigma around talking about this because of things like this. It's like, this isn't good. So she did that as well, too. Well, I, I listened to your podcast with Elliot. Uh, 
Holtzy? Is that how you say that? Elliot. Well, is a lot. Oh, Holt, the guy who had the, the one of the first guys to have like a million um, subscribers yeah, yeah, on YouTube, the black guy. Yeah. 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 He had some thoughts on birth control. Yeah. yeah. I mean, a shitload of who did, who just talked about it with us in extensively? I think Sarah Sigmund's daughter or someone brought Sarah it. Sarah did. Yeah. Yeah. Like she, hey, she, yeah. She was if you're it. a female athlete, you should not be taking that stuff. That's for sure. I don't think. Or timing it right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't think you should be messing with your hormones uh, if, you, if you're, prof- if you plan on be- being, a professional athlete. I don't think you should mess with your hormones. Period. Isn't that isn't that the kind of the foundation of the zone diet? Not to mess with your hormones. Go ahead, Javier. You were going to say something. No, you're talking to the wrong guy about that. I don't know. Oh, okay. Uh, but you know, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> like you know, you're in the fitness industry and you're working with men and women. I mean, this stuff comes up. I can't tell you how many times you know you you have people talk to you about that. Like, I mean, what what are you supposed to do? Like, I'm sorry, I'm a guy. I can't talk to you about you know. Right, your menses. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, uh, uh, and 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 it also is uh, relative, to, uh, relevant to uh, obviously pregnant women and their their flexibility issues and all the chemicals that their bodies produce during uh, their pregnancy to prepare their whole pelvic region, you know, and their stomach and all that shit to prepare to uh, give birth to a a baby. But that's what Sarah was saying. Sarah was saying that um, she was drawing a correlation between her injury and her menses and basically saying that I think it was during her menses, she was either more or less flexible. And, uh, she thinks that there could be a, a serious relationship there that needs to be looked at that women need to be like cater their training, especially their peak top end training to their menses. And right then my mom texts me, stop talking about menses. No, 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 Did she really no, no, no. She would <laughs> never do that. Like she not. Dudes on here Dude, I grew up with my mom and my sister. I was a, I was a pro from it. I was desensitized and I was a pro at a young age. Yeah, I'll get out a whiteboard. We can, like, you know, talk, talk, talk through it, diagram yes. it out. Uh, Katie, uh, very grateful for part two. Yeah, me too. This is going to be cool. Oh, cool. This is going to be cool for you, Katie. Um, for those of you who didn't see part one, uh, th- uh, this will definitely be good. N- you don't need to see part one. You should go back and see part one, but this will, this will be good enough to be a standalone for you, too. We have Javier Jaime. He is the owner of uh, CrossFit OTL, although that may be not true. He may, we're going to find out for that for sure today, because what it sounds like is that he, this gym is part of his kids, uh, continued education. Yeah. That, um, you know, we had that guy, Matthew, uh, uh Boudreau on here who, uh, runs the Acton academies. He owns three schools. And basically the premise of those schools is that the kids run the schools. They hire the teachers, they do the f- cooking for the food. They run the finances. They're part of their education is running the school. And it sounds like that is something that, uh, uh, you did. So, um, I want to go back a little bit, Javier, and ask like, um, you, you had started by saying basically you didn't, um, Home, and then we'll get to how that got integrated into the CrossFit gym. Yeah. You didn't, um, you didn't think you were going to homeschool your kids and your kids weren't homeschooled and you have three kids, right? No, no, we have two, two, two. Okay. Yeah. yeah. One, yeah. one boy and one girl. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Uh, uh, so no, no homeschooling for you. You were going to do just public education. Well, well we, we were going to do, um, and education. How's that? Private, okay. private school is the, the choice we took. Um, early early on in my career, I was doing security sales. I was selling like video cameras and access control systems into school districts. Okay. And, uh, you know, sometimes you get a peek behind the curtain at what goes on in those places. And you're like, oh, I don't know about that. You know, and so I was I was doing security systems for a really uh, large and 
very well-off school district in town. And I was visiting with a security director and he was telling me all these things that were going on in this very exclusive school district. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, it's like, it doesn't really matter, you know, which, which one you're in, there's always things like that. But yeah, we had decided to go private school after we had contemplated homeschool. We did the private school for three years with my daughter, one year with my son. And then we decided to homeschool at that point. So it was a third grade for my, for my daughter in kindergarten first grade officially for my son. Uh, and neither you or your wife had been homeschooled. That's right. Both of us went to public schools and universities. Yeah. Uh, Elizabeth, uh, Michael, Beyond the Pill. I think she's recommending that. Beyond oh, the Pill. Okay. I don't Jolene know Brighton. All right. Put that on the... If that author's still alive, I'll read that book because I only read books where I could potentially have the author <laughs> on my show. Thank you. Jolene uh, I'm going to write that name down, though, because that would be awesome to bring in an expert, Jolene Bright. There you go. Look at you. Oh, yeah. She looks like she's still alive. Oh, okay. Okay. This is about the, the, the menstrual thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. We can't stay on subject here. And so the kids... Well, I didn't know if it was like the red pill, you know? Like, I don't know. Like, yeah, I saw that at first, too. Yes, yes. The red pill. Um, okay. So... Uh, so, so then you put in, in you, neither you or your wife have been homeschooled. Um, were you scared? Like when my wife talked about homeschooling, I'm like, are you kidding me? We're like, I'm a moron. I wanted to be like, we're maybe I even said we're both morons. I don't think she liked that part. Yeah. Well, you know, yes, there was always doubt. Like there was, there's doubt all the way till like the last minute. I mean, I'd say, you know, when you put your education, the kid's education in the hands of the school district or the private school, you're like, they have it figured out. They know what to do. This is the path. People follow this path. And if they go down this path, then they go from here, then they go to college and they interview and they get out of college, they go interview for a job with somebody, they get a career and they move on. And when you homeschool, you got like, how much of that am I, am I abandoning that? Am I doing the, you know, am I doing the right thing? Am I equipped? Do I have the temperament? Do I have the knowledge, the experience? Do we have the tools, the resources? You know, anybody who homeschools their, their kids for even one year would question all those things, much less, you know, the majority of their education. And for your parents, wasn't like the, 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 at least for me, my parents, the, the push was always stay in school, go to college. That was like the crown jewel. Well, I'm the first college graduate, like on my side of the family. And that was the message from my dad. My dad was like, you know what? I don't want you, uh, I don't want you using your hands the way I have to, to make a living. And my dad was an auto mechanic while he was alive. And he's like, I don't want you to have to do this. You know, I want, you know, use your brain, go get an education. This is something we didn't have. Go get an education. They didn't really know what that meant though. Like it wasn't like, Hey, go do this and follow this career path. And you go work for this company. They're like, no, go get an education and get a job that you don't have to work, you know, this hard labor that I have to. And so that I took to heart. I'm like, okay, I'm, first of all, my dad was telling me. And then the other was, I'm kind of growing up around people who are struggling to make ends meet. I'm growing around family who is, you know, who are chronically sick and ill and alcoholics and things like that. And those are all things I'm like, okay, I'm going to get away from that. Like my dad's telling me, go do this. So, so I, yeah, I took the path of going and getting my, my college degree, getting a job with a corporation. I've been there 23 years at the same company. Uh, Ken Walters. uh, This is our in-house detective. Uh, Javier has one heck of a Lincoln profile. Uh, just an awesome, just as awesome in his day job as it sounds he is at his CrossFit training. <laughs> oh, hey, thank you. A research says, assistant. Says the 82-year-old guy with his shirt off that still looks like he's hard as a rock. He looks Jack. Yeah, yeah, he is. I don't, and he's nowhere near 82. That's me just fucking with him. 
I was thinking about it when you asked him if he was scared about doing homeschool. And I brought up that statistic real quick at the top of Google about how it uh, grew exponentially, tripled in the last, you know, 2020, 2021, 2022, and uh, grew 2 to 8% each year. So it's growing. Yeah, right. So when we started, I mean, there's plenty of people in Texas that are homeschooling, right? So it's not like this totally new concept, especially in Texas or even tons of Christian fanatics doing it. Of course. Yes, yes. yes. Of course, fanatics. Uh, And uh, but we definitely, you know, early on for us, it was, you know, we we tell people, oh, we, you know, people always ask, so where do your kids go to school? Where do your kids go to school? Like, oh, they homeschool. Like, oh, how do they get, how do they get socialized? How do they get their protein? Yeah. Take a step back. (laughs) Yeah. 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 It is. How do they get, it's, it is. How do they get socialized? That's right away. That part cracks me up. I'm like, well, all right. There's plenty of answers for that sort of thing, but you know, how do they get socialized? What about sports? What about this? What about that? You know, and and I think they're all legitimate questions because they were the kind of things that I didn't understand either. But then after a while, you almost kind of get a little tired of answering them because you almost feel like they're not, it's not about like sincerity. Like, how do you do it? It's almost like a, you know, like, wait a minute, are you kind of questioning my, you know, my choice, my parenting, but that is what a hundred percent what they're doing. Cause that's what we were doing. Right. Like that's crazy. Yeah. 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 It's less crazy though. Yeah, well, I, the thing is too, is I, I can't remember if Jeremy Kinnick shared this with me or some, some homeschooling person, but they were like, I read on their Instagram, uh, look how you turned out. You don't think you could do a better job at educating your kids than the education you got. And then I was like, oh yeah, I think I'm an idiot. That's not resourceful enough or capable of homeschooling my kids. And yet that's what I'm left with after going to public school. Got it. Like that, at that point, when I saw that, I was like, oh yeah, I can do a way better job in the aggregate, or at least take my kids to places where they'll have the opportunity to, to get a better uh, opportunity. Right. Yeah. And we even had over, over time, you know, we kind of had a change of what we expected. I think at first we said, okay, we're homeschooling the kids for whatever the reasons were, right. Adult, whatever time, educating, being close to them, staying close, you know, the idea of say, you know, protection from a mindset or a, you know, a, you almost think of like right now, I see so much in social media, people are like, take your kids out of school, like homeschool them because of all of the the pressure that the, that the schools are under to have, you know, certain types of curriculum and messaging and things that, you know, they're being exposed to in library time and such. And, you know, but back then we were just like, okay, I think this is the right thing for us. And now if we've, as we've gone further into it, you know, I get, it still doesn't get any easier every year because you still have to motivate kids, right? Like, Hey, do your work, do your stuff. Um, my son's probably listening upstairs, right. Knowing he has some stuff he has to do by tomorrow morning. You know, <laughs> right, a, Nick? Yeah. Subtle hint. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's up there. Watch your probably chime in, right? In a second. Hey, um, but but the thing is, uh, I don't, at least I don't know about uh the level your kids are at, but like I don't even know what grade my kids are in. I'm gonna say first grade and third grade or kindergarten and second grade, something like that. My wife does it all. Well, but but it's not regular you don't the, the part that was scary is I thought it had to be like regular school. And it's not regular school at all, right? It's like it's I'm I'm not, I'm not trying to I thought homeschool was you just replicate what they do in the public school. It's it's not like that at all. Besides the reading and math, it's it's um at well, least it's, for it's us across, it's nothing it's like that. The board. It's across the board. So I mean, you know, we right. see some programs that like our college prep homeschool programs and so it looks a lot like a regular school. Oh, okay. I haven't got there yet. But it's not. And then there's other people that you know just they don't do anything but they keep their kids at home. Our kids are part of a, a 
of a community they made up once a week with other people that are also doing the homeschool and they visit once with a tutor. The, the homeschool parents are still responsible for all aspects of the education, but they go to this community because it's, you know, it's helpful for the people who are doing this together. I'm saying this, it still isn't easy, right? It's still a challenge. And so when you have, um, you know, so for example, so my, when son, you say it isn't easy, isn't easy for you or isn't easy for the kids. I, I think, no, I think it's, well, you know, we threaten the kids with like putting them in school. Like we used to, like, we're going to put you in school. They're like, no, you know, so. Yeah. 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 I, whenever I drive by a school, I go see those kids. They go yeah. the one behind the fence. Yeah. I go, yeah, the kids behind the fence. You want to do that? They're like, nah, I'm like, all right, be good. I do that too. Yep. Well, you know, I mean, the reason why you're choosing homeschool is you want to the best for your kid and you think that that's it. Right. Right. And so while you're in the midst. Well, and, and I don't trust these other motherfuckers to, excuse me. Sorry. I don't trust. Sorry. uh, uh, Nicholas. Sorry. Uh, I don't trust these other people, these other humans um, to have the capacity to manage a classroom full of 30 kids and possibly the blue hairs to teach them something weird. Right. Or the Furbies to, you know, have. Yes. I, I have I have concerns. I mean, when they when I see the flags outside the school, I start to question what they're teaching there. Sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, and right, and in choosing the best for them, I say, well, that's probably not the best for them. So let's right. here. You know. So then, while you're going through the process, I mean, just like they aren't necessarily interested in doing homework in a public school or a private school, for you know, they're going to also you still have to go through the same motivational challenges and get them on task and do you know doing things. It's it's not like it's the magic answer, right? It's not like the magic pill that says, okay, cool, if I homeschool my kids, they'll love it the whole time and they'll do everything that they're asked. But I will say that they do work a lot more independently, like they do a great job. And especially if they're doing things, um, you know, if there's a good definition and structure about what's expected of them, then you'll find that they take a lot more initiative at certain times of the day, like get things done. Like there'll be times until that, you know, my, both my kids would get up first thing in the morning, knock out as much school as they could, right? Thinking they're getting away with something so that later on in the day they would have free time. But the reality is they kind of just were setting good practice of getting up first thing in the morning and knocking things out that were, you know, that were really not something they want to do. Then they spend the rest of their day doing, you know, something else, you know, not. And and what's crazy is that's learning. That's the part, that's the part that's trippy, right? So your my kids get up, they go get their backpacks that are hanging in the entryway. They bring them to the, to the bar in the kitchen. That's they do their, their work there for an hour, put that away, eat breakfast, and then it's, and it's then the rest of the day is learning, but it's just like it's 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 just learning because because they're not in front of a TV and because they're, you know, not in front of an iPad and they're not in front of a screen and they're not, you know, I'm screwing off, you know, at school. It's crazy. They don't have to worry. It's just a day full of learning, whatever, you know, that may be going to the beach, going to the museum, taking uh, tennis classes, uh, watching their dad, you know, uh, fight with other drivers in the traffic jam. It's just like. Yeah. The whole thing is an education, right? That must be you because that wasn't me. Yeah. Right, right. That was not me either. Other yeah. other homeschooling. Well, parents. you know, they, they they created a lot of time in the productive part of the the latter part of the day that they right. took on other tasks and other roles. So both of them paid for their first vehicles on their own through wow. the jobs that they had that they were able to create money and wages for themselves while other kids would have been at school. Right. So they get their school done in the morning. They get up, do their job. My, my daughter was a nanny for uh, for a family, another homeschool family, and she helped watch the kids. And all the money that she earned bought her her first car before. How she, old was she when she started that, Javier? She, she, probably about the same time that she was doing the uh, the the kids thing, maybe 14, 13. 14. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so, she would, so she'd go over to this family's house. They had like five kids. And so she'd help watch them. Um, 
also another very like CrossFit centric household too. really, really cool family. And so she watched their kids and she was around, you know, and they had a couple more kids. So she was around for all that, you know, their next kids being born. And so they paid her, she used that money and she bought her first car. She was 16. So basically three years of savings. Yeah. And then she was able to buy her car. Yeah, well, she I was love. also making some money from her, her job at, as the CrossFit kids assistant, right? So she was getting wages from that too. But oh, was, was your gym open at that point? No, no, no. This was the other gym. The gym we were at. Was, oh, oh. Yeah, she, she, that's where she was kind of like apprenticing. And she was like assisting another lady who was the CrossFit Kids coach. It was a big class. So she was assisting that CrossFit Kids class because it was, you know, it was, it was a bigger class. So she was there. So she was learning all of the, you know, how to give kids the instruction on how to do squats and lifts and all that good stuff, which is, it was almost better to have to teach kids because when you, when you make it so simple, then you have to go teach an adult, like the more complicated you make it, the harder it is. So it's a good skill. How old's your daughter now? Well, now she's 20. Does she ever talk about wanting kids? Oh yeah. She wants kids and she wants kids and she wants to stay home. That, that is, that is one of the primary reasons why when we had a conversation about the career path that she would take and having been in working for, you know, a, a corporation for 20 years and I've been around plenty of professional people. And, and even this is the situation with my wife. My wife was also professional, you know, working in healthcare environment. She was a vice president of human resources before she stayed home with the kids. And we remember that that moment where we had to make a decision. Do I want my wife's income to continue for the household? And she was making good money. She was a v, she was like a VP of HR, right? Or what a disgusting job though, but go on. Well, she, yeah, <laughs> she, she said she couldn't do it anymore, like especially in the hospitals. Um, but I would love to talk to your wife about HR. HR is a disgusting, disgusting place to work. It, 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 anyone who works in HR, you're a miserable fucking creature. Sorry, I digress. I agree. Wow. Oh, it's bad. It's bad. It's you're a fucking hub of tattletales and abuse, and you're. You, it's gross. I I'm pissed at HR. I hate HR. No, we just we just peeled off the cab there, man. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Okay. No, sorry. that's okay. I mean, nothing yeah. against your wife. Nothing against your wife. I'm glad she got out. No, well, she started as a recruiter, and then she, but she was making good money before we had the kids when we had the kids it's like she didn't want i like to- that i like a woman who makes a lot of money good yeah yeah well it, she 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 was and then she stopped because she decided to stay home with the kids right so so that was a bit that was a major decision that we had to make and it's a decision i've had to see a lot of other people make or we've seen a lot of other people and i know that the idea of staying home with your kids and never mind homeschool but like you know being a stay-at-home mom or homeschooling we had that conversation about like which path after this homeschool curriculum for my daughter, what she was going to do. And and we, she knows she wants to have children. She loves kids. That's why she loves doing the CrossFit kids class. That's why she loves. Uh, and that's why she nannied for a family that had so many kids. So she loves them. I know that she wants to have kids. And I said, well, we can, you can choose this path of going to school and getting a degree and going and getting a corporate job. And then the idea that you make enough money, that you'll be able to help support your family. But then when you have a kid, you're going to have to decide, are you going to go back? Or are you going to stay home? And, and the decision that we made, I, and we talked about it on the last call was that she's, she had developed all of this knowledge from one being that CrossFit kids assistant coach, the other, because we had adopted this lifestyle dating back to when we started CrossFit about, you know, health, wellness, nutrition, you know, fitness, you know, eliminating all of this trash. She'd done that senior paper. I told you about where, you know, she was really talking about all the corruptness that led to the way that, you know, the sugar industry had kind of fooled us all. 
Oh, someone asked me for a copy of that paper, by the way. Oh, we got to go find and, it. Yeah. And I thought they were crazy. They're like, hey, can you ask Javier for a copy of that paper? I want to see it. And, and we'll I'm like, that. I'm not asking him that, but here I am asking <laughs> you just him did. All right, all right, here I am. Yeah, right. Uh, right, yeah. So so the decision was, okay, you, you can go do something. Like We just had this talk even earlier today. We were having this conversation with with her, and and you know we were kind of re restating and reiterating our point was that – if she already has this, this capability to bring value to people through her own skill set, through her own knowledge, through her own capabilities and being able to coach people, coach them through health and wellness. And she also has her PNL1, right? Her PN, um, what's that called? Precision nutrition, right? So she got that too, right? So she got that also when she was 17. So I said, okay, so you, you've got the ability to market yourself and to sell services that people will find valuable. So and you don't have to do that in a corporation. So you, you can do that independent. She doesn't even need a CrossFit gym, right? She could just be a trainer. But we decided that the, the idea of opening the gym, first of all, it had been a dream for us. It was something because we love CrossFit. But we also knew that what would be just as important as her having those skills. There you go, the PN. Was is this, her, a, is this, is this in the CrossFit family, these people? You know, it, at one point, it was like a parallel thing. That's how we found out about it. Yeah, Who's I think the owner like of the was. company? Do you know? God, great question. I don't know. I've seen a lot of CrossFit athletes that have that have got the PN. Um, oh, Doctor John uh, Berardi and Phil Caravaggio got Caravaggio joined together on two inspiring. Okay, all right. I'll yeah. check it out later. Okay, it's a lot of nutrition, but it's also a lot of coaching. So okay, lot, you know, it's a lot of coaching. Um. Anyway, you so, how to help people eat better without like the same way you would help people like squat better. It's like CrossFit. Right. Yeah. Well, okay. Right. I mean, you have all this great knowledge. You still have to get people to be able to understand and comprehend it. And you have to understand personalities and psyche and all of that kind of stuff. Right. Cause you can't just, who's a better coach, your, your daughter or your son. No one's listening just between me and you. <laughs> she's great with the kids. He's more technical. He's kind of like me. Right. So he's more technical. She's good with the kids. Sorry, They're Nicholas. She's better. Hey, but, um, he, uh, but he also got his he also got his uh his l1 when he turned 17 also this i, I bet you i i wonder what you think about this i want to ask you this then we'll go back to your story and then we'll come back to what i'm asking you don't so yeah. don't but i wonder these these social skills your kids are building are going to be a rare commodity i think in two years like like, now <laughs> and even even in 30 years and yeah. man like you and i grew up in a in an era where like your personality gets you to the 51 yard line for sure and they told us it was going to be college but it's really who you know and your personality i wonder if it's going to become even more valuable or if it's going to become unnecessary but just imagine i can't think of better training to deal with people than what your two kids have gone through but uh, anyway go so go back to uh what were we talking about before let's go back to that i don't want to throw you, you off you were trying to you were trying to make me pick between my daughter and my son when it comes oh to yeah but right before that even before that uh oh well, well just the, okay the idea that it wasn't just about like say having that knowledge and being able to work it but the i think yeah. you mentioned i'm not sure the guy you're talking about before but of owning and operating a business, right? Being able to start one. It's not like I had a successful gym that was 10 years old and they were growing up into it and they were just going to adopt it. Like we're literally starting it together. So it's not like we're immediately profitable that we immediately have all of the answers and we have all the process ironed out. That's that's why I decided to, to use TwoBrain because I said, well, I, I don't really know what I'm doing when it comes to starting a CrossFit gym. So is there something that will help me 
and making the right decisions and giving me feedback about like, am I doing the right thing? Am I marketing the right way? Am I setting up the right system, setting up the right pricing? And so I, I decided, you know what, if I'm going to invest in the gym, I need to also invest in its success. And I decided to sign up for the two brain program. And I, and I use that as well to say like, that's, there's so much, there's so much content that they have, they make available to their members and like any single template of anything you could imagine. It's kind of like having a franchise without them making you do anything, right? Like you can pick anything mm-hmm. you want out of their library and like use it. It's yours, right? How old's Nicholas? He's 17. He's not yet 18. He's got are they business. both still in the house? Yeah, they are right now. Yeah. Yes. Would you ever kick your kids out or would you let them live there forever? Well, no, they need to get out at some point. <laughs> they do? I don't know about kicking out, but yeah, no, I mean, I, I'd encourage them to get to, to make, I mean, the whole goal is freedom, right? I want them to be free. Right. That's it. And so, you know, you're not going to be free in here because I'm going to tell them when they go to sleep and, you know, so they're going to. Oh, right, <laughs> right. Yeah. And what about leave and come back? Can they do that? Under the right circumstances. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Like if they leave and get addicted to drugs and then they get, uh, uh, then they go through rehab and they're better and they need to get back on their feet, they could come home. Well, that's pretty extreme, but okay. Yeah, I'm just, hey, you weren't going to offer something up, so I had to come up with. There you uh, go. Okay. go to, hey, okay. I'm just. All right. Hey, the prodigal, the prodigal son, man. Yeah, of course. Of course I would accept them, man. You know, they're my kids. I love them, you know, but, but it's tough love, right? You know, you know it's, it's been that way the whole time. Yeah. I'm trying to also justify my existence. I was like getting, I was in and out of the house for a long time and my, my mom always welcoming back, but then I would always get, I would get, get booted out again, but then I would come, I would come back. Well, my mom is listening. So I think my mom's listening. She, she signed up for this. Um, she Did she kick not. you out? No, no. I mean, I left when I was 18 to go to school. I moved to another city. I came back for one summer. Then I never moved back in. I was, you know, Oh, that's it. That's wow. Don't don't people do that? I don't know. That's what I did. I fuck. I don't want my kids ever to leave. (laughs) I do that. I I don't care. That's where you're going with it. Well, I mean, I I think. What if they move out of the state? We'll get back to two brain and how you bought the gym, but let's go here for a second. What if they move out of state? I'd be sad. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be really sad. I I wouldn't want to see that, but I mean, obviously we can't help them. I think that was one of the other things too. I think one of the other things is like when you go through college and you come out and it's like kind of like a lottery pick. Like I interviewed with a couple companies when I graduated and I had the option to move to two cities that I didn't I wouldn't have picked for myself. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I probably could have kept looking, but I had two nice offers out of college. And one of them was to move to Pennsylvania and the other one was to move to Dallas. And I was mm-hmm. living in Austin at the time and I never lived in Dallas. And I said, oh, well, I'm going to pick Texas. So we just stayed in Texas. And where does your mom live now? She's in San Antonio. I grew up. How, there. how far is that from you? Four and a half hours. Depends on. Yeah. Four hours. I looked at homes there. Every once in a while, I go to Truly and look at homes there. Man, I don't know about now, but a couple of years ago, you could get some crazy stuff there for cheap. Like for five hundred grand, you could buy a mansion. Yeah, sure. In San Antonio, yeah. I mean, I think, yeah. I mean, Texas, generally speaking, compared to where you're compared to California, you know, for sure. Um. So when your your daughter graduated first from high school, she did during during the lockdowns. Yeah, during the lockdowns. And that's when you guys started talking. And, and, and so that's when you were doing um, classes out of your garage, two kinds of classes. There was a. Um, we had the moms in the seven. We had the homeschool football boys at nine. And then you. So there was boot camp moms, football boys, and then uh, uh, Javier um, playing CrossFit. Yeah, I was at another gym though. Yeah. And oh, you were okay. You weren't yeah. doing CrossFit. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, w- I, I, I can, I'll, I'll tell you, I'm going to tell you 20%. Remember this number, 20%. And I'm going to come back to that. Okay. okay. Um, then 
the lockdowns happened and my daughter who had been helping out with the kids classes at the other gym, when they resumed classes and everybody went back to the gym, they didn't automatically resume the kids classes. And so some of the kids wanted to still work out. So then some of the kids started coming to our garage. So then we had the moms, the football boys, and then the kids. And so we're already kind of operating there. And I said, okay, well, let's go ahead and, you know, let's pull the trigger. Actually, we already knew we were going to do it. We were waiting for a building to make, to become available. And it was like a quintessential CrossFit building, big metal building with the, you know, the flyway roof and the tornado scenario kind of thing. You know, it's a raggedy looking thing. And we're like, well, this would be perfect to throw CrossFit in here. And then it just, that's the one that didn't work out that we were going to call on the border. Right. So that one didn't work out. We moved somewhere else, but that took like a year of negotiating with the owner to try to get in there. And ultimately the city like did not let him move in without doing a million dollar improvement on the premise. And he said, forget it. And then he, then he left. And that almost, that almost sunk it for us. Like we're like, Holy crap. Like that was the place we were going to go. We were ready to sign the lease and start construction. And then it was gone. Do you let your kids do the negotiating? No, 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 no. (laughs) You, you did it. Well, I, I mean, again, I, I don't claim to be an expert in it. I have a, we have a really good friend who's in real estate development and he's uh and he really helped us out with that. Yeah, and, so. and, but were your kids interfacing at that point though? Were you like, Hey, like when, who runs the gym now? Is it you or your kids? My wife, your yeah. wife. Yeah. I always forget about the wife. It's funny. People always give me credit for raising <laughs> these great kids. And, and I'm, I'm always thinking to myself, I'm not, it's really my wife. That, everyone always forgets. He's the seriously wife. the general manager. Right. So, yeah, we, you know, she, she never thought that she would do, well, she knew once she started doing CrossFit, right, she was into it. She liked it and she was fine. She wasn't trying to like set PRs or do any comps or anything like that, but she just, she understood that it was like, this was the most efficient way for her to stay healthy and fit. So she was doing that. But once we decided to open the gym and we got to a place where we were looking at at the time we were opening the gym, the only two people with certificates in the house were my wife, I mean, my daughter and myself. We were both L1s and I decided, you know what, before we open up, I want to take the L2. So we both took the L2 right before we opened because I felt like I really needed that extra bit of like, you know, the coaching principles that you get out of L2. And I, and we loved it, by the way, we took that one together. Yeah, that one's awesome for like practical coaching. Like you come back with so many tools and like such a good knowledge base and yeah. classroom management too. Like as your guys' class started to get bigger, that was probably a huge benefit by going to the L2. No, it, it was great. In fact, one of the, I don't know if I can give it away right in the L2, but we, one of the days, one of the workouts we did was a strength only for yeah. the whole hour. And I had never experienced that. Every CrossFit gym I'd ever worked out in, strength was jammed into a little 15 minute section before you did your Metcon. And we made a whole hour's worth out of a five by five front squat. And it was like blew my mind because it was like, I had completely abandoned the idea that you would make a strength workout, a whole workout in CrossFit. I'm like, well, no, you don't, aren't you supposed to kill yourself every day? And, um, and what I, what I love about that is that kind of circling back to, we talked about the cap training, um, the, 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 the cap plan, uh, program that they build that into that training now. Right. So that's in there, you know, so even in our box, like we'll have days where all we do is five by five front squat or five by five back squat or five by five deadlift. And you're like the whole hour is just that. You're like, yeah. And the members are good with it. Like nobody hangs around and like lingers next to an assault bike. And when you're not looking they get on it, like sweaty real fast. No, That's no, what I, mean, I always run into. I always run into that issue. Like whenever if I do like a heavy day, you get everybody squatting and half the members are like, 
oh, that's it. We're going to go do some sit-ups and some rowing in the back corner. And you're like, oh. well, I think that's a class management thing too, right? And that's the thing that we learned in that, in that if you, if you, there's a way to manage the class so that you can do that. So where people are really into it. And also you get the whole class engaged. Like we did this whole rotation thing where instead of everybody going at once, we literally did one person at a time. And you had like a three minute window, right? It's like person one, two, three, four, five. And that way the coach sees every single person do the lift instead of everybody simultaneously squatting and you don't see anybody. Right. Dude, I love that. What about what about this? Uh, this is way off subject, but what about the fact that some people might be embarrassed to do it in front of the rest of the class? Uh, like, you know, like I got a hundred pound back squat and 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 there's a, a girl twelve years older, twelve years older than me that's got two hundred pounds. You go at the door, right? Like, yeah, I I think you know we don't always use that method. We do sometimes, like for the most part, we'll do sometimes we'll do half the rig, like we'll do people on one side of the rig because we have like the two sided rig, like this half goes and then this half goes. So you know, people can still hide a little bit. We got our eyes on the folks that we know are struggling, but like Olivia Kerstetter's in your gym. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have any of those. Yeah. And she's just, she's just back squatting. Okay. Uh, I want to bring up 20% and one, and you told me to remind you about 20%, but I'm going to wait one second before I bring it up. I always have this question. When you are running that gym at your house with all those people coming in and out, do you know what I'm going to ask Susa? I think so. Where do people drop their deuces? Do Do they have to come in the house and use your bathroom? You know, we we had a bathroom, but it, I mean, it wasn't like a ton of strangers. These were all like I'm not worried about strangers. I'm worried about the uh, the the, the uh, traffic, the football boys. Yeah, tra- I'm just worried the tra- about the your toilet, just your piping and all that. How many bathrooms did that house have? Ah, it has enough. It has like four. I don't know. We have quite a bit. We have a guest I, bath that like nobody uses that's close to the garage, and that's the okay. One they would okay. Use I, but you know, they they most of them managed to hold. I mean, it's just an hour class, right? You know, like yeah. But Pete, listen, you have a gym. I think there's people there who just come there, and that's like what they use your gym for. They deuce and then they work out. I mean, it's Dude, especially the morning guys, like right before when we're about getting ready to start the yeah. workout. Somebody comes flying out of the bathroom right when we're about to start the clock. It's yeah. mostly the women on double under day. You know, they're like, I gotta go because they're, they're oh, they want to empty the bladder. Yeah, they're, well, they're, they're going to they're gonna empty it anyway on the double-unders. Like, these are all moms, right? right? There's no young right. – there weren't any young ladies. Anymore. Well, you don't understand, Javier. There's pelvic floor exercises that they can do to support <laughs> themselves, but they would, you need a certificate, and please come and get the – Okay. All, That's I've a Kelly Stone. I've heard it all. <laughs> okay, so so you guys opened the gym and, and from the beginning. Is that supposed to be – that was going to be a continuation of yeah. um of the homeschooling also? Yeah, that's right. So the, the college education. Yeah, oh, the twenty percent. Were you going to say something about twenty percent? Well, come to, yeah. So we'll finish that thought about okay. the the continuation. The continuation is not the idea that they're going to run and operate CrossFit gyms their whole life. Maybe it is. Maybe they'll. Maybe Nick will go create one on the other side of town. Maybe, maybe he'll be CEO of CrossFit Inc. Cro- oh well, there you go. Always hiring. Add that to my LinkedIn profile. Yep. Okay. There you go. Oh, um, you, what would you add to it? A father of CEO of CrossFit Inc. Yeah, could be. Oh, that's badass. Yeah. <laughs> You never know. He's okay. pretty ambitious. Yep. Well, I didn't say he, he started his own company when he was like 15, 14. He's probably going to correct me. So, so with that free time, like one day him and his buddy like went to like a hobby store and picked up some little screen print thing and they came home and made a screen print and they're like, here you go. Like they made a gift for me and they're like, here you go. It's cool. Okay. They got it for free. And then next thing I know, like within a couple of weeks, he's got a contract with the school doing shirts for like, a school. And then he ends up like a couple of months later having a contract with the school for the whole year, like printing all their uniforms. Wow. So, nice. So he, so he was printing like a little private homeschool thing. He made, I mean, he, he, I don't know how many thousand dollars or revenue, 20,000, 30,000 he did revenue. Like 
maybe that first did year. he ever own a triple beam <laughs> did he ever own a triple beam what is that what's a triple beam do you know what a triple beam is no, <laughs> no i don't <laughs> it was the cornerstone of my business as a young man a triple beam you can pull up a picture of it or do you want me you know you don't none of your kids ever owned a triple beam what is i have no idea what that is. <laughs> <laughs> show them show them show them what a triple beam is he goes do you know what a triple beam is you're lucky your dad doesn't know what a triple beam is like at mooney knows. <laughs> yeah. old school as a mofo everybody's everybody's first purchase <laughs> yeah this is a triple beam oh my gosh yeah no no <laughs> yeah my mom was so square i probably got her to buy me my first triple beam it's for science class <laughs> Yeah. yeah. What about the small baggies? Oh, it's for his physics lab. Yeah. No. Oh my goodness. No, no. We're categorizing species. I have a um, I have a novelty bag of weed around here somewhere. <laughs> novelty. I move my. I don't. I don't. I don't do any. I don't do drugs. I drink a little alcohol. I don't do any. I don't it's take. A, I don't even a, take Tylenol. It's, it's a same. prop. Um, I'm a good boy. Now it's been many thirty years. Um, oh, Sevon, don't be a bad influence. I'm not. I'm just wondering, like his kids making shirts, and I'm just. Let me tell you, entrepreneurs want to get into the drug business as kids because at, you don't. You just see that there's a great turnover, and it's Low easy, to and, and you know a lot Low of customers. Right, you're like, especially if you don't do drugs, you're like, fuck, I'll be amazing at selling. His, this his, stuff. his his mom would be like sniffing that out from like a block, like a mile away. Like, what what the hell's going on? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. She she put it into that real fast. Yeah. So no, so he did that. Yeah. So that's what he, so while, right. So my daughter was doing the CrossFit stuff and learning and doing the kid stuff. He, he started making these shirts and doing this other stuff. And then in the process of that, he was learning how to market for himself. And so he learned how to create his own Shopify store, how to create his own website and how to market all of his own stuff. He does all of his own video editing, his photo editing, his photo shoots. And he does uh, all that. He's got his own like apparel brand that he, markets and sells and stuff so what's it called what's it called it's on his it's on his instagram i think it's made made for glory right nick yeah he sounds it's, like he's a go-getter made for glory. it's funny how all the weird stuff you learn when you're not in school huh that's right man you're like oh man this kid doesn't know you're like what are they gonna do i'm like i, I have no no yeah i learned how to be i'm, I'm, I'm not concerned about that there you go his made for glory right there the one above that's it Oh, look at him. Oh, I like it. Oh, look at there's the opium poppies. There they are. Okay. There you go. See, <laughs> right, there, there they are. Awesome. Good for him. If, ask him if he wants to sponsor a podcast. <laughs> Dude, he would absolutely. Made for glory. We have. We already have a, a clothing company. He's got yeah, eleven he, posts, so he's got a few up on you there. Dude, he's got. He he did the whole thing up with it with the you know archiving his stuff right there. There you go. Him and his sister. That's awesome. That's him and his sister right there? Yeah, that, yeah that's my dog. Both your yeah. kids? Yeah. That's them. God, you're lucky. I like that quarter zip. That's the same one you're wearing, huh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He made this. Those are nice. Um, yeah. of, of course, if you're going to open a CrossFit gym, it, it doesn't necessarily mean your um, kids – are going to work there their whole life, but, but it, what a training ground ground, right? Because yeah. everything needs to be done there from clean the bathrooms to manage the accounts, to pay the taxes to, I mean, the whole thing. Does your wife um, slowly push things off on them as they want to do stuff? Well, yeah, that, and that's the idea. So like, you know, obviously I made an investment in the gym, right? So I can't like start it up and go, here you go, kids. Hope, please don't mess this up. Right. So right. we're, we're definitely with the years of experience we have in corporate America and just, you know, being a more mature and older, obviously we, you know, we're, 
We're using the mentor program. We're trying to set all of the things up so that it can be a successful gym and that they learn that and, and basically apprenticing in that process and then taking on a lot of the roles as they get more, you know, more, more time under their belt, you know, and like at, at first, you know, I was doing all of my, uh, my wife and I were doing all the coaching. Uh, Isabel was still doing the teens. Um, now it's the point that I don't really, I maybe coach one class a week, maybe like tomorrow I have a six o'clock and that's it. What, when when you bought this, you're going to regret being on two shows. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, we're getting too friendly. When you buy your um, when you bought your house, um, who does the adult stuff? You or your wife? Like who like signs all those paperwork and sit in those meetings with like the mortgage people and all that? Yeah, yeah. Well, both of us, but she's oh. like she's like the keeper. She, here's the thing. That she, sucks. I just run away. I'm like, can we get that house? My wife's like, yeah. I'm like, all right. I'm going to go outside. For, okay, so I'm going to okay. walk to Starbucks. I'll be back in three hours. Okay. Here, here's the thing, right? I married probably like the most excellent manager in the world, right? So the the uh, I'm yeah, I'm proud of what I've been able to offer the kids, but I'm even more grateful for like what the the kind of excellence that my wife has and the, yeah. the pride that she has in her work and the things that she does, and pretty much anything that she touches she improves right and she makes it better and um and so that's great so she manages yeah she told you you were fat she did she fixed me right tune in for part one yeah hey that's hey that shows how much she hated her hr job your wife had fired people for saying less i'm telling you she's fired plenty of people right for saying less than that that's great Yeah, that's awesome. She had, she she she's super compassionate, but if she had to like be cold hearted and cut you off, she could do it easy. Yeah, gone. See you later. And okay. and 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 the gym's a year old now. It's a year, yes. And it has a hundred and um uh, twenty some yeah. odd members. One twenty, yep. And um, what at what point do you decide to use Two Brain? Before at, I even opened. Can you tell me how they popped up on your radar? And and yes, and, okay, exactly. Isbo and I took the L1 together and one of the uh, instructors was uh, the owner of CrossFit Strong here in Dallas. Okay. Gail Yoakum. I don't know if you guys know Gail. He's, he's, he's buds with Chase Singer. They do I like, I like that name. I yeah. know that Yoakum. Um, and he was our instructor. Uh, he was one of the instructors and, you know, um, I just, I, I left there from the L1, then all the whole COVID thing happened. And then one of our family friends, one of our real close family friends, her husband, who I know pretty well, he was like in a fraternity with Gail. And he's like, oh man, I know that guy. I'm like, oh, crazy, cool. He was actually in his wedding together. It was kind of small world. And uh, when we were thinking about opening the gym, I'm like, well, gosh, who do I call? Like, I mean, I've been working out in the same gym. It's not like I knew every CrossFit owner in town. I'm like, who do I call? So I called Gail and I asked him, I'm like, is there like a way to find a mentor for a CrossFit? And then How did he, you end up with Gail's phone number? He he was your L1 instructor? He was my L1 instructor, but he was also the like the best man at my friend's wedding. Okay, okay. They, uh, they, okay. You know, they kind of they hadn't seen each other in a while, but they knew each other that way. Okay. Yeah. So you but got his number from him? Email. I think I had his email. I don't okay. know. I might, have, I might have just looked him up on I think no, actually I DM'd him on, on Instagram. What it was. I, I wanted to drive home the point there of how accessible these L1 trainers are. Th- this CrossFit L1 thing, I, I know I jerk it off all the time. You him? can go to an L1 and, and befriend one of these trainers for the rest of your life. Like these are cool, really, really cool people. He's a cool dude, man. His place is nuts. He's got like a whole like gym. He's got like the um, the ninja thing with the kids. Like, you know, his program has a lot to do with his kids too. 
So he's got like a huge gym and I think he's got like a facility that has all of the ninja, you know, warrior, not the ninja warrior track. Is that what that is? You know that? Yeah. 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 So he's, yeah, he's got that. He does big comps there. Him and Chase were always seem to be like pretty tight. Like they don't, oh. they do a big comp there. Um, Look at his kid. That's his kid. His kid wrestles like that. That's that wrestling shit's hardcore. Yeah, it's cool. I want to, I want to follow him on Instagram right now. And, and, I, and basically I just wanted to drive home the point. Uh, what's his Instagram again? G a L E Y O C O M. Yeah. Yeah. You got to go to CrossFit strong. That's where he, that's, that's his, uh, that's his, gym. he's a God fearing man, proud husband and father. God fearing. Oh, fe- I mean, he's scared of God. Okay. Uh, uh, proud husband and father, strong fitness. Um, he has a digital currency company. And is world foremost expert on marble slab mixings. I have no idea what that means. Me neither, but it's. Uh... I mean, I haven't talked to him since before I started the gym. But I mean, okay, he... don't, 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 don't. I'm not bad mouthing <laughs> him. You don't got to distance yourself from him all of a sudden. Because yeah, I'm, I'm not. Well, I, I don't know. We're good. We're chill. Thing is, I don't know. Maybe that's a triple beam like reference. No, no, no. That's just like shit you put in your bath, like bathroom walls and shit. Rich people. It's just rich people shit. All right. <laughs> so easy. Reference. Easy there. Don't get all squirrely on me, Javier. <laughs> You're like, oh, my signal's breaking up. Where'd Javier go? <laughs> in fact, I don't know at all, actually. Pull the plug. <laughs> okay so so you were able to befriend a, you went to an l1 and able to befriend a guy and use him as a resource that was yeah, just yeah. my point yeah, okay he, he connected me to shoe brain i called those guys and you know i got connected uh with them checked out the program signed up for a mentor before we opened um and so you know got guidance and input and stuff on how to set up you know your pricing your playbook how to market how to do a uh um how to do a a kind of a grand opening type thing so you can get as many people before you open the doors so it has all of that stuff to really help you get going. And, you know, and, and I just didn't want to, I didn't want my inexperience with running and operating a gym to be the reason why we weren't successful. So I said, okay, I'm not going to leave it up to me. I'm going to get the input of what apparent, you know, what two brain says is like, you know, the, the, the knowledge of hundreds, if not thousands of gyms success, I'm going to take that and use it. And um, so, so this- let me repaste this here. I know I wasn't it wasn't 100 my best listening skills just now. You you uh, to contact to um, Yoakum and he told you about Two Brain. You read the free book, and after reading the free book, then you're like, "Oh, this is good stuff." And yep. then you reached out to him, and you weren't scared of the money they asked for because I know it's not cheap. Oh no, heck yeah, I was afraid. Yeah, okay. I was afraid. I mean, it was a, it's a it was. I mean, it was more money than you know than for sure. I mean, it, yeah, it was a lot more money that I was going to be comfortable paying but then i thought well the cost of me not being successful because i didn't get the help would even be even worse right mm-hmm. like that would be mm-hmm. worse so to me i felt like it was a it was an over plus i also think of it as like tuition for the curriculum that they offer that's not just for me i mean if you go through, i'm sure all their mentoring programs are similar right so i can only speak about two brain but if the 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 amount of instruction that they have, there's like just hundreds, if not thousands of hours on videos on how to sell, how to close, how to operate, how to set a process, how to do financials to support. I mean, it's all there. Like there's no excuse for you not to be able to piece together a successful business from the material that they have. And who do you, do you, um, can you say who your mentor is over there? Uh, yeah. Karen Hazelton today. It used to be Jeff Juca. We switched when we went from our, uh, our on ramp to our growth mode. On ramp, on ramp, and were, were you? Oh, were ramp you up, sta- have to ramp up, not on ramp. Ramp up. We ramp up to growth. 
And that was like pre-opening the gym. Was it yeah? Right it was up? like you know, it's you know, I'd say we're you know, when we got to the, when we initially were kicking kickstarting, we were trying to ramp everything up, right? So marketing materials, getting all of your process set up, getting your playbook, getting your price book, getting your you know, all, getting all of that stuff done. That initial setup. Yeah, I was working with Jeff Juca. Got um, it. Okay. From he's he's out of Arkansas. I think he's uh, Little Rock. And then uh, he has a CrossFit gym. Um, and then we switched over to another mentor. Aaron Hazelton, she does not have a CrossFit gym. I think they used to be CrossFit. Now they run like a more of a personal training studio. But hey, did did you know that's how basically that's how Susan and I cross paths is through Two Brain? No, I didn't know that. So I had this. I had um, I had Chris Cooper on. Who I love Chris Cooper, by the way. Coming on this week. I saw he was on later this week. Yeah. Tell yeah. Him ha- have you met him? him? No, I haven't met him. No. Dude. Tell him so, I, just, so- I, just, I just gave him a great commercial, right? So, yeah, you did. I well, mean, he can't help, but whatever. Clip it. Where's our guy? Well, we haven't. We'll get to the. We'll get to the climax here of, of whether uh, how helpful it was in a second. All we know is that you've used it. <laughs> but um, so basically, I had him on the podcast. I did not want. It was the CrossFit podcast. I was like, like I give two shits on how to run an affiliate. But like, so I had him on, and he was really nice. And I was, I really enjoyed like just spending time with him in the same room. And it was what was interesting about it. It was one of our least popular in terms of numbers podcast i'd ever done over at the crossfit podcast but it was the most engaging by tenfold meaning we'd never had so many emails and requests and thank yous and people were like because we were speaking to our base right affiliates and and people who are really interested in crossfit so i had him on a second time and then later on down the so then eventually my, my time at crossfit ran out i get fired and uh uh Matt, Matt reaches out to me and I'd seen Matt around the community before and Matt reaches out to me and said, basically says, Hey, I want to pay something forward to you. And I said, what's that? And he said, I know you haven't done a CrossFit uh, podcast in a couple of years, but I um, listened to your Chris Cooper podcast and it saved my gym. Oh, it put cool. me on the scent and I went the Chris Cooper route and it saved my gym. And I went from a gym that wasn't making money to making money. And now I have uh, extra money and extra resources. And I'd like to provide some of those resources to get you to start podcasting again. Oh. And that was, and basically I said no. And then he insisted. And then my wife's like, dude, are you kidding me? This is um the the world. You, you always talk about how the world's conspiring to make you successful. This is the world speaking to you through Matt Souza. And here we are, seven hundred shows later, or whatever. Wow. I've been saying seven hundred shows forever. It's almost know. eight hundred. This is like oh, I made that up when I said seven hundred. For all I know, it could have been two hundred. Matt, he doesn't do the details. <laughs> yeah, we're like seven eight. I think this is seven eighty eight. Look at I just got four ninety nine from CrossFit OTL. Oh, there you so go. That, that, Sponsorship money. Yeah, <laughs> he's 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 trying to market, man. That dude, he's ruthless. <laughs> He's he used to charge his awesome. sister money to come into his room. Okay, he got in trouble. We didn't find <laughs> wow. out until later. Wow, you want to talk to me? I know I'm your brother, but it'll be a dollar. Yeah, no, literally, yeah. he charged her a dollar, and she paid it. And she's like, <laughs> he, 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 just to come into the room. So, a little counseling. Just watch it. Yeah, watch it. Yeah, he's a shady businessman. So, so <laughs> you, when you sign up, that you, you, you enjoy. I mean, obviously, you must really be enjoying it because, like I said, it's not cheap. But we, I haven't talked to one person who wasn't successful using the program. And when he described it, and and also, why pay for it? He give that dude gives away almost everything for free. Why pay for it? The mentoring, the mentoring. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a lot more stuff available in their in their you know library. So okay, yeah. When I said he gives away most of his stuff for free, maybe he only gives two percent away for free, but it's a ton. It's like I mean, he was sending free books out to affiliates. Yeah, yeah. The book. I mean, the books are great. The book. So the books describe all of his process and mentality and approach and stuff like that. 
when you when you're a, when you're an a, an active member of their of the program, then literally, if you need like a a copy of something, like copy of this document, right? Like there you go, boom. You know, it's 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 part of the library, and it's just like this massive library of things that you can just copy and use, whether it's marketing material, whether it's copy for an advertisement, whether it's like a, a year's worth of uh, social media post or blog post, it's all, it's all there. So you can use it also. Wow. So it's everything from like accounting stuff to superficial stuff like, well, I guess accounting superficial too, but to um, uh, a list of posts you might want to make or templates for Instagram. You just copy and paste. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah it's all there. It's great. You know, and and you get to talk to the other people who are in the program, so you can see like like if if an affiliate's just crushing it using a certain like I don't know what, what you would call it um a module or a certain path using the the two brain stuff that everyone will tell you hey this guy's killing it over here using these posts this yeah, accounting yeah. this yeah they have a Facebook community also so you can just like ask the question hey what are you doing here you know and people you know be like chime it in like here you go you you buy this kind of rubber flooring use this kind of do this you know you're negotiating with the land all that all that stuff like whole community there's like a infinite amount of resource as long as you go ask the question it's there everybody's super helpful two brain two brain crossfit's doing something similar though too they are i don't know why they just don't find a way to partner with wait what what are they doing that's funny greg would have never gotten into that space Oh, two, oh, I was just gonna pull, okay. So this let me see what's the notions. website. Two brain. Let me see the, the URL. Two brain business dot com. Hey, hey. So he's gonna he's gonna bring us on the um. He he's gonna come on the show, and you know what we're gonna do, um, Javier. We're going to um actually lay out a spreadsheet. I started getting annoyed at people saying how expensive CrossFit gyms were, like really fucking annoyed. <clears throat> and so I want to lay out what it would be like to have two hundred members who you charge two hundred dollars a month. Mm-hmm. And to show that, hey, dude, that doesn't even give like in an expensive area like downtown Austin, that's not going to give a, tra- a coach the ability to make one hundred twenty thousand dollars a year, which is probably the p- poverty line there for a, a four person family and a, and to take weekends off. Like, like, what do you expect from these from these owners? Like what? Like they, they you need you can't work every single class. You can't work more than 300 days a year. I'm going to I want to like sh- just break it down and be like, stop it. If you want, if you don't want to be in a community that's helping you stay fit and healthy and, and stay away from the world's most vexing problem, chronic disease, then don't do CrossFit. But if you want to be in that community, and here's another thing. I, I mean, I'm sure you know this, but every dollar that people give to you is basically a donation to the community. Not one dollar that they does that they don't give to you doesn't make the community better. So for every kid taking a uh, a class at your gym, a, a husband or a wife is being made there who's going to be better than the husband and wife who's not in that gym. Sure. I mean it's it's like a it's crazy. It's crazy what a CrossFit gym. I, I um I, during the um I think I made the I think I said this on um uh this isn't going to be popular. These are not these are not the thoughts of Javier Jaime. I wanted oh, to know yeah. this. These are not. His, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. I made a post like you want to donate money to like uh, well, we Black Lives Matter. Yet. We don't know yet. So this, <laughs> I might. I might have the same thoughts. We'll see. I'll, I'm. I'll try to keep a neutral. If thing. you want to donate money to like Black Lives Matter or the Ukraine or like a, a, Ukraine. C- cut the penis off a child uh, pro- pro- protocol, just save. Just save your money. Donate it to your local CrossFit gym. Walk up to a CrossFit gym and be like, "Hey, here's fifty bucks, and I want to buy a membership for the next person you come in here who you think deserves it for two weeks." 
Like, I think that's a way better spend of money if you, and people got upset at me for saying that, but I stood my ground. Like, fuck you. It's like, it's so good for the world, for each person to go to, to, to support their CrossFit gym. Even if you don't go there. Amen. I do agree with that. Amen. It's, I mean, it's great, right? You're making better husbands, better wives, better employees, better workers. Um, uh, it, it's, it's just it, it's a huge burden off of society, off the healthcare system to support a CrossFit gym. I haven't seen anybody come through the doors, go through the program and come out and go like, well, yeah, that was really not good for my life. I've never heard anybody say that. Yeah. That's, never That's a good point. Me neither. Well, you know, what's funny is I do see these people on the internet saying that, but it's always like some girl, young girl in her twenties or some guy, young guy who's yeah. like, it was the pressure at the CrossFit gym that made me take uh, shoot the steroids into my butt or, or the, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, Hey, stop. Yeah. Stop. You were going to get persuaded to do something stupid wherever you went. Agreed. Do you put it? We, we, earlier today we talked about, uh, oh, I'm not going to go there. Okay. We, we talked about uh, people having relationships in the gym, but you're you're too above board for that. Let's <laughs> go just, somewhere else. Yeah, they got the family culture vibe. They're gonna stay away from that. Yeah. I don't see Javier out drinking downtown with the members get cutting loose anytime soon. Yeah, that that is one of the things that Souza said. He did say like, "Hey, you, you want to stop people from just randomly hooking up in the gym, or you want to keep that down to a minimum? Don't just have all these parties with all this drinking, you know, all the time." And I thought that was that's kind of some sound advice. Yeah, that's a good advice. And it, well, I mean, you know, especially a year in now, it's so much of it's social, right? So it's like people in the gym and, and you'll experience this as time goes on. You're going to have groups of people that are friends with each other that kind of cycle in and out. But sometimes that that friend group or that pool for you to come in and Grace gets kind of upset sometimes because half the time she wants to do some of the social things. It's not always like drinking downtown, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, And since we don't ever really do too much of them just because we're not, we're always working and doing a bunch of other stuff too. And we have that slight bit of separation and you stop getting invited to him after a while. And she's always bummed by that. But that separation over the long term is important because as these friend groups cycle in and out, you're on the outside of it. So you don't, you never really get sucked into it. Right. And right, that's the most yeah. important piece of that. Yeah. Those are some good lessons too already. Yeah. We're already starting to see like the, you know, there's, there's an aspect of these relationships that can be personal. And then some of them that absolutely need to, you know, be, and at all times we have to take a professional approach, right? So it's not like yep. everybody's our best friend, but you know, we, you know, we, we care for everybody that comes through. We want them to get their, uh, you know, their results, but for sure, I think there's a, there's a line there. For, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and alcohol blurs the line. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Great point. Yeah. Hey, um, Hey, um, are, are there a lot of families at your gym that homeschool? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not exclusive that, but yeah, you know, we have homeschool. I mean, you know, you know, that's the circle we run in. Right. So it's not like I'm hanging out with people in this other environment, but I mean, as, our, as new people come into the gym, they have no idea that we're, you know, kind of, you know, that are life and revolved around, you know, homeschooling our kids. And they're just there working out. It's CrossFit. You know, they, they're, you know, we're, we're, we're showing them how to cross it. We're showing them how to, you know, how to be healthy and they can be none the wiser about our whole homeschool program. It's because, you know, you, you saw on our social media, so not like we're blasting this across the world. Like, Hey, we're a homeschool family, you know, suck it. You know, we didn't do your public school stuff. Like, <laughs> we're just, you know, that's just the, what we chose to do. Right. Right. Exactly. And, and what about using the facility to, um, do you teach any classes there that are exclusively for homeschool kids? Like there's this program around where I live where it's like one day a week and you just drop your kids off and it's three hours and the whole class is on the beach. It's like a, uh, for homeschooled kids. It's like a oceanography, oceanography class. Like, do you guys have something like that where you're, 
you do something at your it's gym. It's not like an extended a- program. We just have a class. We have we continue this nine o'clock class. When if you think about it, during Monday through Friday, nine o'clock class means kids are in school, except right. for the homeschool kids. Right. right. So so that nine o'clock class is still a lot of homeschool athletes that come through that homeschool kids that come through that program at nine. And is it exclusively of- homeschooled kids? Well, none of the other kids are available. So right, so right. Yes. So the not not on purpose, but they're in school. Correct. Right. And so we made that available because a lot of these homeschool kids are still in homeschool athletic programs too. Like my son was in football we, and some of our other athletes are in baseball, they're in volleyball or they're in you know, lacrosse country or track. So the evenings are for their sport and they right. still need to get some other training in. And so they're not working out at a school, right? So they don't have a school. So they don't have a, a, a weight room facility or any other place to train or any instruction. Their parents probably don't have the knowledge experience or resources to do it. So yeah, so they come to us and at nine o'clock we have that that class and it's again it I say it's it's reserved for homeschool kids. Occasionally we have an adult drop in because we're actually using the same programming. So I'm not like creating like some fancy programs. Like, hey, you're homeschool kids, you're just doing the teen version of my workout mm-hmm. of the day. How many will, will you have a big class in there? Will you have 15 kids in there? Yeah. Yes. And and I guess that becomes a place where those parents can kind of network. No shit, you're homeschooling too. Yeah, me too. Oh, what are you doing after? The, so they it's, network there. It's mostly drop off. I mean, you know, but yeah, but, but they, but we, a lot of them know each other. So most of the referrals come from other friends. So like right. a homeschool friend says, Hey, come work out with me. And then they bring another kid. And then, you know, so then it kind of grows from there. At, at God, point, I just home, thought of a business for Nicholas. He could get a pass 17 person passenger van and pick those kids up and drop them off. Dude, don't give him any ideas. Dude, he's already Googling right now, like what it costs. (laughs) Dude, the parents would love you for that. And then for added money, they can get like a bag of like a baggie full of like sliced oranges and and a piece of beef jerky. And that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. What's that called when you do that? When do a little recovery bundle? He just brings a little recovery. It's got like, no, no. When you run a CrossFit gym, but you have all these other things you sell to people. What's that called? Oh, gosh. Side hustle. (laughs) yeah yeah some ancillary yeah 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 the kids who get the bundle set up in the front kids who don't sit in the back of the bus platinum okay. package versus <laughs> yeah 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 your parents still love you they bought the coach seat <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> it's three to a seat instead of two to a seat <laughs> Oh my goodness. Okay. By, by, uh, by the way, Isabel did authorize the uh, the sugar paper to be released. So yeah, we're gonna find it and we'll get it back. Get it oh, cool. That's for it. Yeah. Okay, that's awesome. That was quick. That was good. Uh, so so so, what about other um, gyms? Does it seem like a missed opportunity to you for other gyms? So so I I was uh, we had someone on um, who was in the state of California. We had a woman on who was an attorney. And she got masks outlawed in schools in the state of Utah, so that under no circumstance were you, were, did you, ha- uh, were, did you have to require kids to wear masks in the state of Utah? And I forget her name, but now she lives in Monterey County, and she's trying to get all sorts of stuff off the books uh, um, that they make kids do here in the state of California, which is just—it's absolutely nuts. Um, and during that um, podcast, I did some research, and basically, schools are closing down all over California. Because they don't have enough kids anymore. Because during this this uh, this closure, this response to this flu, um, uh, kids aren't going back to school. So I think the I think what I saw was 1.8 million less kids go to public school K through 12 in 2023 than they did in 2019. 
So it went from like 51 million to 49 million, roughly. Um, that seems like, what about that as an opportunity for CrossFit gyms all over to start sort of offering that homeschool PE class at nine or 10 AM? Yeah, I think so. Absolutely. I think it is, it is a, a great opportunity. I mean, assuming that they're, you know, that, that they want to staff the gym at that hour if they normally wouldn't, but yeah, so that was, um, you know, the model for us in that was when the kids before we ever did CrossFit, like actually right about the time I started CrossFit, the kids were doing Taekwondo. Uh, Isabel and Nick together were doing Taekwondo. And there was a homeschool mom that had a Taekwondo studio and she was a homeschool mom. And so she offered a homeschool class that was also a similar. It might have been after lunch. It was like at one because the regular kids class was in the evening, right? Like four after everybody got out of school. Right. But the homeschool version was during the day when the only kind of kids that could attend were homeschooled. So we kind of picked that model up off of them. And we said, well, gosh, if we ever do something like that, we'll we'll offer a homeschool version. Hey, right, Nicholas, pipe down. You got a black belt from a homeschool mom. You <laughs> pipe down back there. Yeah, you don't want to mess with that lady. Either. She would. She would <laughs> yeah, she was scary. Tell me you got your black belt. Easy there, buddy. <laughs> Just he how much does that 17 passenger van cost? You should have already bought it. He, he, he <laughs> financed it. Yeah. I told him, I'm like, man, what, what do you remember anything from that? I don't know. He, he's just like, I remember a lot of poking and stuff like, you know, whatever. <laughs> he, but he still probably has his black belt. I guarantee he was hanging in his closet somewhere. <laughs> That's my purse. I don't know you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but that black belt probably doesn't even fit him anymore. <laughs> No, he was a he was a kid. I mean, he was just before. Yeah. I mean, he was like ten. I don't know something like that. Right? He was small. Are are you um? Are, are, do you go to church on Sundays? I do. So in a Christian church? Yes, sir. Okay, so there's nothing weird about you. Just like you're not like even I should be careful because my Scientology friends are over right now. They might be listening, but you're not a uh, like a Scientologist or a Jehovah Witness or like it's just, you're just a normal dude. Norm, normal dude, non-denominational Christian church. Yes, you could. You could have been. Um, oh, it was a king of the hill. Okay, I didn't. I get was it. like, I wonder if somebody would get that. Somebody got it. Thank so, you. so you could have been one of the pilgrims. You're just a dude. W- were your parents um, uh, religious people? No. Is well, that, that... I mean, you know, so we grew up. My parents were. Well, I was initially baptized Catholic. We attended church occasionally. Uh, I did my first communion. Probably didn't go back to church again until I was uh, till I was an adult, uh, really married. And so, yeah, I, d- I did not. Did not. Your really, wife? Did your wife take you there? Did she make you go? We started together. We started back up together. So yeah, but I mean, yeah, I mean, she 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 helped me see the light. Wow. Thanks, babe. Yeah. Did she say that? Oh no, you're just saying thanks in general. No, I'm just saying it. Yeah. Okay. She's probably listening somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh. 90% of the people I've run into who homeschool are Christians. Yeah. yeah sure. Hey dude, when my, my, um, did you ever think it, did you ever think it was crazy? Like, did you ever, my, my sister homeschooled her kids and she took the brunt of that shit from my parents. Yeah. Right. Like, what are you doing? And then, and then by the time it came to me, I was like, my sister had smoothed out all the, the <laughs> she took all the heat. For she you, took but- the heat, dude. She took the heat. Yeah. By the time I had home, they didn't even care. They're like, all right. Okay. Yeah. No yeah, one's ever said good. a thing to me. No, from a family perspective, nobody, nobody really challenged that. It was, it, that was not, I would say no, really nobody was ever troubled about it. It's just, you know, you get the, the questions or the looks, that's it. You know, not the looks, but people are like, you know, why, you know, why are you homeschooling? You know, are you afraid of this? Whatever. That's, we're okay with that. And, and, and also you're, like you said, you're in Texas and you're a Christian. Okay. So like your group is kind of, 
of the larger groups that are doing it, they're probably Christians in Texas. My yeah. sister's a Christian in Texas. Well, shit, there you go. Oh, there you go. Where's she live? I don't on a big ranch somewhere in the western <laughs> Texas. Like oh, wow. she, she, her, and her husband take care of this huge ranch where people come and shoot animals dead. Oh, there you go. You pay okay. expensive money to shoot rare animals. Protein. Yes, that protein. I know. That's the libtard in me still talking. There's still a little bit. Can't take it out of me. I'm still in California. <laughs> Those rich people come and shoot those rare animals. <laughs> hey, she sent me a picture the other day, uh, Javier, and uh, it was a it was some rare animal. It's a four legged animal, like dead, and it was in her closet, and it was a baby. The mom had died, and the animal had worked its way into the into the ranch house, and it was hiding in her closet, like a little tiny. And it sh and she sent me a video. I wish I should actually play the video, and it's one of her dogs' healers licking its ear inside its ear in the closet. My sister's like, isn't that cute? And I'm like, yeah, that dog just told her, we're going to kill you later, run. We're going to kill you later, run. <laughs> right? You were describing the whole scene. It was it was, it was sounding pretty creepy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, hear this animal I run into my I'm, over here, I'm just picturing like something out of like the Halloween movie, you know. Or something. Oh, my goodness. Here, this this my sister sends me this cutest scene in the world of a healer licking the inside ear of this baby animal, and I'm just thinking, it was actually my sister's my it was actually my uh, wife's line. My wife said it to me, but she didn't have the balls to send it to my wife, so I said I sent it to her, and I took credit because I thought it was funny. <laughs> um, what about so so? How long will you stay with uh, Two Brain? Uh, you know, so we're like at the year anniversary where you get to extend it like month by month. Yeah. Um, and so we're, you know, so we're staying with, uh, with Nicole because we, we want to get to the stage where we're meeting. Our not Nicole, not Nicole. Are you testing me? You're, you're with uh, Caitlin. Caitlin. With Ka oh, I'm sorry. Karen, Karen. I don't know why I said Nicole. Yeah. Karen. Yeah. Karen. All right. I, you yeah. were, I thought maybe you were testing me. Yeah. No, no, you tested me. Yeah. yeah okay. Good. So Karen. All right. I got, I wrote her name down somewhere. She said, she said it's funny. She sent me an email and she was like, Hey, how did your, how did your podcast go? And did uh Savon hire Nicholas yet? I'm like, uh, no. Yeah, Nicholas, we are hiring. Our wages are very competitive. To uh, we're paying in fentanyl. The Fox I don't know gone. if you like that. The hours are like Foxconn. Oh my good! Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're competitive with Foxconn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't have. We won't put up a net around your house in case you decide to jump from the roof. <laughs> do you know what Foxconn is, Javier? Uh, do I? It sounds like a conference of no. Foxconn is the world's largest uh, company in the world. They have, I think, they have a million employees, and they have one facility that has two hundred thousand oh, okay. employees. They make yeah, iPhones. They, they make all the phones and stuff. Yeah, and they had to put the nets around the building because dudes were jumping off to kill. Them oh my stuff. gosh! Yeah, not funny. Yeah, not yeah, funny, no. but factual. There, I've been nets. to one of the facilities before that they have here. It, oh, here in China? No, they, they had Foxconn had facilities <clears throat> in the U.S. I think. Oh, good on them. Yeah. Hey, what about all this? What What's going on? Why is everyone moving to India? Why is Apple and, and who did I hear someone else big is moving to India? Why do you know why Apple's moving to India? Me? No. Yeah. I hate I mean, keep I know, hearing I know, that we're going to actually. I, I mean, in the industry that I'm in, I see a lot of things being outsourced to India. So maybe just to move closer to the labor. I heard twice in the last week, uh, one from someone, a, a very reliable source, and one from not a very reliable source, that um, uh, we're ramping up for some sort of physical altercation with China in 2025. Have you heard anything like that? Me? Um, no. Oh, okay. Other than the priming of the spy balloon in which we were all. I mean, you know, I mean, I'm probably following all that same stuff there. Right. But I'm not exactly, you know, a pol political 
science, whatever. You have any mill guys who go to your gym? Any what? Uh, military guys? Uh, well, yes. There's some military guys. Yeah. First responders? You. No. No, no police, no. no fire, no ambulance drivers. No, no, not yet. No. I got a lot of nurses. Oh, okay. The nurses love CrossFit. Yeah, they do. Awesome. A lot of nurses. It's a good group of people to have. It took Javier's podcast to get us to 20,500 subscribers. Are you kidding me? We did that? Uh, that's the third time we've done it. Oh. I've been following it. It's been toggling back and forth for like the last 24 or 36 hours. Dude, Nicholas, her. imagine if you jumped on this podcast in, in, in five years, we were bigger than Rogan. You could say it was you. You were the, uh, the you tipping were the point. You were the guy. Yeah. Oh, my wife's correcting me. I do have a firefighter in there. Yeah, I do have one. I mean, but, you know, again, we're, we're, we're still growing. We're getting a lot of. It's probably a volunteer firehouse, and that's why you didn't acknowledge yeah, it. I don't know. I'm just, you know, <laughs> I'm getting fact checked right now. It's what's happening. Okay. Like, as I'm speaking, I'm getting fact checked. Like, I'm getting texts. Like, Javier, I you're... see your earpiece is in, too. He's getting feed from the I'm control. Nicholas, you're not even 18. This is an 18 and older show. You should know that. One more month. Okay, one more month. We'll let him slide. He's he's homeschooled. He's like hire hire him a month early. Um, so 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 going back to the um uh two brain thing. Um, so you're gonna stay with uh, you Karen Caitlin Caitlin Hutchinson Karen Hazelton. Karen Hazelton, and you're gonna stay with her and and because you're in the growth module. Yeah, we're in the growth stage. So yeah, we're so we're the next stage for me in terms of you know we've you know we've done all the process, we set up all the back of the house stuff. Any of the places we're using, like say automation for response to customers, you know, setting up a website, social, all that stuff, we're we're pretty comfortable with where that is. Now we really want to optimize the all of the financial transactions, all of the management of our accounting, and make sure that that is set up for success. Um, and, and to me, like that's really one of the biggest takeaways that we get out of this. Because I mean, I can't have if the business isn't profitable, then I can't keep helping people. So we need to get the business to be at the profit level that we need to. And you you. you you opened up kind of jokingly, like Javier's not the only owner. No, you're right. It's a it's a family thing. So it's it's me, my wife, and Isabella and Nick. They're we're all owners. Um, do you realize how invested some of the people are? Like that, like they just love that gym. Like that, it, it really is. I hate to be cheesy, but the best hour of their day. Oh, I believe that. Yeah. I mean, we are. We're, there's. I guess you used to belong to a gym, so you know. Yeah. No. Yeah, I do. I do. I mean, I, I look forward to it every day. I mean, there was, I mean, there was, there was a part of it that was, I look forward to the workout. I look forward to being with, you know, the community of, you know, the guys that I would work out with every morning. Uh, I enjoyed, you know, and somewhat of the competitive aspect of it. And the other, the, you know, the, the cooperative, the lifting up, you know, the encouragement of that too. That goes to the 20% number. 20%. Oh yeah. Bring it back. 20%. Oh yeah. Did you mention 20% Javier? What was I that you wanted me to bring I up? I remember that. And, oh, and thank you. What it, what it, the, what it, the 20% checks out 20%. That's the intensity level that a gym brings you versus working out at home. How do I know? Okay. Oh, so I like I'm working this. out in the gym. God, that's so true. I'm such a schlep. I'm pathetic. That's okay. We're here for you. Thank yeah. you. I was Go working on. out in the other gym for eight straight years you know, had reached a level of fitness capacity and strength capacity and whatever that was at the age of, I guess I would have been three years ago. I'm hating this part of the show, by the way. I'm pouting. 
Just a, just a norm. Because okay. I work out at home, going. and you're and you're dropping way too much truth on me. I'm about yeah. to tell you. You you know who taught me? Saving the Fat Man. What's the name of the show? Gary? Killing Gary. the Fat Man. Gary. 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 Dude, so this is what I was so afraid of, right? So when we went home from we we stopped working out at the gym after COVID, and I came home. Everybody else was working out in a class. Okay. My wife is working out in a class. My son is working out in a class. Isabel's work. Isabel and I are not. Isabel's coaching the kids' class. She's not in the other classes. I'm not coaching. I'm not working out in those classes. So we're both working out independently. Now we're following the same program, right? So the program that we're using in my garage gym, I'm doing the same. Pro- it's just as thorough and, and, you know, complete as the program I was using before. But during that time that I was working out at home, you know, a little cherry picking here and there, a little shaving reps here and there, a little, you know, maybe not today. Um, but I was still getting three or four workouts, you know, a weekend, maybe five. So it wasn't like my the amount of workout I was doing was dropping, but definitely the intensity. Right. I didn't have anybody I was chasing or somebody chasing me. I didn't have the motivation. <laughs> and so when I got back into the gym at our when we opened up our gym and I started working out again there, almost all of my metrics. Right. So everything from like my friend time to my squat number to my deadlift number, they were all down 20 percent. Wow. Now, I believe it. After about four or five months of working out in the gym again, just doing the programming, not doing any extra work. I wasn't like getting extra strength in or spending extra time, like trying to get my squat numbers up. They're all back to where they were pre pre COVID. Now, and my friend time, not so much, but all my strength numbers for sure. But my Metcons are coming back up again. And I'm three years older, right? I'm a 48. Mm-hmm. Uh, my my wife teaches CrossFit in the garage uh, a couple times a week, just to random women we've met, just you know, at the, moms we met at the skate park or just wherever our kids go, friends of our uh, that we've met around through the homeschooling community. And the other day, I did a workout uh, with my wife. Um, the lady didn't show up. My wife still did the workout in the garage, and I did it with her. And it's the first time I'd like gone in there. I don't know where the kids were. They must've been at my mom's house. So we worked out together. It was a 30 minute workout with five stations. And afterwards she's like, Hey, I'm sorry. It's kind of a lame workout. I'm like, dude, she's like, what? I'm like, that's the best workout I've had in fucking three years. She's like, really? I'm like, and it was because, and I, cause we used to work out all the time together or I would go to an affiliate or something like that. And that, and it's been three years of me just working out at 10 PM or 11 PM in the garage by myself. And you're so right. Yeah. I hardly ever go. I mean, I have to do some really trick. I have to really trick myself or manipulate myself to go into the, into the pain cave. Yeah. It just I, doesn't happen. It just I, doesn't I, happen. You, yeah. I, 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 I'd stop short. I, you know, maybe pull up, you know, a, little, a few less reps or just like today, I don't feel like it. Or I cherry pick. I'm like, you know, like nobody's going to care. I'm not with the class. So like, I feel like squatting today instead of, mm-hmm. you know, instead of doing snatch or something so yeah intensity's but, gone intentionality's gone and accountability yeah, it's all, is gone. It's all gone and so like That's i made exactly. it a point i made a point for me that i work out with a class like today as the owner right like i attend a class i i attend it as like any other student um we even had this talk today as a as the staff it's like you're attending the class you're just like any other student somebody else is coaching you go through the warm-up just like everybody else does. You go with this, you know, you, we do it all exactly as if we were a student. And it's really, it's, because if it's the best for them, it's the best for you, right? So why would I do something different? Why, why would I be marketing to people that I'm going to come help you out here, yet I'm going to do a different program? Right? Now, I mean, you know, every now and then I, got, you know, I have access to the gym anytime I want, right? So if I want to get an extra, you know, a couple sets of squats or something like that, sure, I'll do that. But, I mean, these days I'm just doing the workout and, you know, I'll, I PR'd my snatch my squat my bench all within the last couple 
months. Wow. How long have you been doing CrossFit? Eight, 10 years. Dude, that's crazy. Yeah. 48. Yeah, that's awesome. Are you, are you on drug? Are you taking testosterone? Me? No, yeah. no. Just absorbing. Yeah. Me neither. Air, you know. But if you do want to take it, you should go through California hormones, but I'm not taking it either. Okay. But if you do. Noted. Hey, why do you, why, 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 a, why a CrossFit gym? Why pay affiliate fees? Why not just uh, be, um, um, uh, Nicholas, Nicholas and his sister, uh, CrossFit. On the, why, why aren't we just on the line fitness? What's your daughter's name again? You say it again. Isabel. Isabel. Isabel Isabel and Nicholas, uh, CrossFit. Fitness. Fitness. They CrossFit. Yeah. For me. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, you could say two, CF, CF, uh, Isabel and Nicholas CF. Two, re- two reasons. Um, first reason, um, I, the certification is pretty much doesn't apply, right? So I'd have to go get a different kind of certification of which I don't really believe in. Uh, a lot of the certifications. What do you mean? No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. You could. I think at least at least when I when I worked there, you could teach CrossFit. You just couldn't call it CrossFit if you were if you were certified. Oh. Okay, maybe I'm answering it in, differently than than what you're saying. Um, I'm saying why, like why? I guess maybe it's an affiliate? ethical question. So be, yeah, I, like I, why I, affiliate? I what did what the fuck do they offer you? You already are an amazing person, clearly with insane values that provide an insane service uh, to the highest level you can, and you have a great community. Why 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 pay three thousand dollars a month to CrossFit Inc? Because I believe in the methodology. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I don't want to like poach the methodology and then not be part of that community. And the other Google, man, you know, cross it near me. They, yep. That's what I was going to say. We right. talked about it the first time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, I would say a good amount of our leads right now come either directly from the CrossFit headquarters, you know, the CrossFit HQ website, or somebody says cross it near me and I can't call myself CrossFit if I'm not right. There's plenty of other little micro gyms around here that do some, you know, different things. There's some ex CrossFit gyms around here that are offering fitness programs. They used to do CrossFit. They don't do it anymore. But when people Google CrossFit, I, you know, I'm, I'm close by. They, they come to us. So do you find that people are going through CrossFit.com, the main website, finding you on the affiliate map and then going, going to your gym? Yeah, we get a mix of both, right? So we get some people on the affiliate map that look, usually people that are familiar with CrossFit know to go to CrossFit and look at the affiliate map. Like if they've done CrossFit before. So if I get like the experienced CrossFitter from another gym and they're like looking for a new CrossFit because they moved into the area, they look at the affiliate map. If it's somebody who just like heard of CrossFit, then they just pull us up on Google. Hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about this idea? Sorry, did you have another question, Susan? No, 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 this is Tommy. He meant, I mean, uh, Tommy Payne, but your your icon picture threw me off there. Um, It's a year, not a month. A year. If it was 3,000 a month, no, no way, man. Um. What if, what if they, um, they have, do you use like your, um, affiliate rep or like there's these people that they, that they have, they just fired 16 of them, right? They had like, they had, but, but they got a bunch more. They got like these people that represent that, that I guess your gym can locally, like there's one for California. What's his name? Uh, um, it's the West coast, Jordan Holland and Katie Hogan. Jordan Holland. Yeah. Yeah. Jordan Holland, Katie Hogan. So they're on the West coast. And like, I guess, I don't know exactly. Maybe Susan can tell me, but if you're like affiliate, if you have a question, you call them. Right. That's right. Chase. And it makes you feel like you, you have oh, he someone. Has Chase. Dude, that's how I found you. That's how you. Oh, okay. Chase. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Chase is going to hate this question. Full circle. There we go. Yeah. Go ahead. Ask me. Let's get a bash. <laughs> what is, I don't know what, I don't know how much money they spend on those people, but why not, um, 
get rid of those people and allocate those sources to continued education for the affiliates that's free? Well, that's a great question for the CEO across it. But what I can tell you is that um, when Chase specifically took over this role, yeah, not an email that says, hey, I'm just a Zoom call away. If you want to talk, I clicked on it and set up a Zoom call, had a call with him. Great call. Had a second call with him. And that's when he said, hey, man. And I told I was telling him this story and he's like, oh, he needs to you know, hear from you. I mean, you know, what else? Does he do in the community? I mean, I see a lot of his. Oh, so active. That dude's so active. Well, I I mean, like specific to our reps. I mean, but the thing is, he made himself available. If I had questions, I know he would answer. And, you know, and he was, yeah, he's immediately available. So. And, and, um, and I know. uh, And it's Chase Ingram for crying out loud. I mean. Say that again. And it's Chase Ingram. I mean, it's not like, you know, I mean. That's true. And that's really, that's true. It is. Um, and I will say this, I, I don't know all, I don't know all the, uh, reps, but I will tell you that if you say something to him, you can almost guarantee it's going to work its way up the flagpole. Like that dude's not afraid. I believe that, that. he he's a, a, you kind of fucked up my whole argument because you have chase. Cause I mean, he's, a, <laughs> he's, a, he's, a, he's a savage. So it's hard to, uh, yeah. And, and I don't, I, I guess you're saying he is the one that directed, he probably heard me talking about homeschooling and probably said, Hey, you got to reach out to this dude. I, yeah. I said the word homeschool and it was just like a, like I could, we were on a zoom call and then like his eyes lit up. He's like, Oh, I need to connect you with someone. I'm like, okay, cool. He's yeah. like, do you mind? he asked me, do you mind if I do? I'm like, Oh, of course. Sure. Yeah. And I appreciate you um, talking to me. You're one of those people that I feel like, um, like you're going to have to take a shower after you're done talking to me or like change your shoes or something, <laughs> or at least wash your hands. Like you, shower. Like I've you're been, just such I've, a good, you're such a good dude. You're I've like, been in, I've been in dirtier places, man, you know, okay. for a while, you know. Okay. I, used I mean, I would, I would, I I would love to man in college, you know, what was I say doing? that again. I used to repo furniture in college. Like that's one of the, the the worst places to put your hands in other people's furniture. Do you, do you fight? Do you know how to fight? Me? No, I've never, never took that up. No, but you repoed furniture. I mean, I didn't fight people for it, but yeah. <laughs> but you had to walk into someone's house and be like, well, they're, and take their couch? Yeah, take their couch, take their refrigerator, take their stoves up. And this is my college job. This is my college job. One of my college jobs. Wow. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Show up. Hi, who are you? I'm here for that. <laughs> Talk about like, you know, like these skills that you learned. I, before I could ever take something from somebody's house, I had yeah. to talk them into letting me into their house to take their stuff. So, I mean, it was like a real... You know, it was training and negotiating with people because the reality is, yeah, I was a repo man. I was a, I was a collector. So I was a collector for over 90 days. So if you were behind in mere payments, I was a collector. I'd call you up. If you didn't come, then I'd get in the car, go knock on your door. If you open the door, I have to talk you out of your stuff. And I, the only thing I had to threaten people with was that, hey, if you don't pay, you're going to have bad credit. They already have bad credit, but we'd still have to talk them out of, you know, talk me into getting in their house, taking apart their kids, you know, twin bed and bunk beds and taking that apart and taking it back to the, to the furniture store. Can you imagine personally taking out a loan to buy a couch? <laughs> All hey. over the place, man. Everywhere. I mean, people just No, but you personally, can you imagine your money is so tight that you would take out a loan to buy a couch? Well, from this place, it was pretty sad. That's why we repoed a lot. Yeah. I just like the the collector. Dude, imagine how fucking, how clueless you are to think (laughs) 
that that's a good way to spend your money. Like I would have, like I would have no furniture before I would ever do that. Or just free shit. You find it all over the place. Yeah, 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 totally. Or just free shit. But like my kids would sit on the floor way before I would take a loan out to buy a fucking couch. There's nothing that would take. Okay, so let me tell you a quick story, and this will maybe give you an indication of some of the places that you might be repoing from. Susan, by the way, if you have to go, I know you have a class to teach at six thirty. I do. Yeah, I'll see you guys later. Javier, it's great to meet you, man. Hey, thanks, Matt. Take it easy. Bye, guys. Bye, Matt. I'll call bug you later. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, so, so um, I go knock on the door at a house, and 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 I'm I'm there to repo a uh, a stove. Okay. I don't know what I'm going to repo till I look at the file. So I'm going to repo the stove. Knock on the door. Lady opens the door. I tell her I'm there to collect the money or to take the take the item, whatever it is. And so she's got a pretty thick accent, and I couldn't quite understand her. And so she tells me, I tell her, Hey, I'm here to take the stove. She's like. You know, after a couple minutes of trying to communicate with her, she's like, oh, that's fine. It's shot. You can take it. I said, it's shot. What do you mean? It's ch-? like, like I'm thinking shot. Like, you know, it doesn't work. Like, it's, yeah, yeah, it yeah. Work. It's shot. She goes, no, you know, shot, you know, drive by. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> drive by. So I, I get led into the house. I walk into the house and there's literally a bullet hole in the front of this stove. Right. There's a bullet hole through it. And somebody had drive by in the house, shot through the side door, shot into the house and into the stove. And so here I am in this house. You know, unhooking the standing, thing. And you're standing in a spot where if you would have been standing there three hours earlier, you'd be dead. <laughs> it would have been, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I, I mean, I was young, right? I'm like, okay, whatever. So I started, I started doing this thing, turning the gas off, disconnect. And then some kid comes downstairs, you know, looked like he just finished smoking weed. He takes like a hundred dollars, a couple hundred dollars out of his pocket, hands it to me. I'm like, see you later. I'm out of here. So I collected the money and I was gone. But, but that's. Oh, and so they. And so you rehooked the stove up with the bullet hole in it. Yeah, well, I never really fit it. I don't even know if it was working. I mean, honestly, maybe the the range was working, but the stove or maybe they were using it to heat their house. To be honest, you couldn't. I wouldn't have put it past this house. Yeah, the little hole in the oven made it so that you could cook cookies and heat the house at the same time. Side benefit of having a drive by. Yeah. Hey, when you would do that, did you go by yourself? Most times, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude. I mean, I was in college. I was pretty naive. I'm like, you know what? I'm indestructible. Nobody can hurt me. I literally walk down the street, you know, going from house to house, usually in a pretty sketchy neighborhood, right? And the only thing I had to protect myself was a big D battery mag light, you know, just kind of carry that around in case a stray Rottweiler or something came chasing after me. Hey, naiveness is the best. It, it's the, um, it's the best. I wouldn't do anything like that now. Are you kidding? Yeah. Yeah. You know too much. Yep. Yeah. And you have kids. You can't get killed. For sure. Yes. So hey, it was great. Go ahead. Oh no, that's right. I'm gonna hang up on you. Go ahead, say what you want to say. No, that's it. All right. Hey, it's a great meeting you, dude. I thought you, it was. This was great. Thank you. Yeah, you make me have faith in humanity that there's good dads out there like you, good business owners, good husbands. You're a good dude. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you very much. I've been following you for many years, so I, I can't. I can't even believe I had this opportunity to talk to you, especially after. All of the 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 different uh, uh, speakers you had on here—it's like amazing to think that I'm even in the, in the same. Oh, you're you're at the you're at the top. I'm telling you, I've never did a uh, I never did a um, I never. It's one. It's my fasting day. The last thing I want to do is a podcast in the evening. Then I've never done a follow up with an affiliate owner. But man, and Anna, you're the worst prepared I ever was. And the irony is, is I was like, shit. I, I think I need three hours with this guy. I told Susa afterwards. I like. I, there's more. So. Oh. Yeah, I'm glad I've had the opportunity. It's been great. Yeah. Um, tell your wife and your kids that they're lucky to have you. Oh, I tell them every day. 
Okay, good. Uh, you have my phone number. If there's ever anything you want to do together, anything I could ever help you promote, um, don't hesitate to bug me. Um, I am a, I'm just like your wife in the sense that I'm a good HR person. I'm good at saying no, but I also want to help everyone who's uh, doing the right thing for the right reasons uh, for the right people or even for the wrong people, as long as it's for the right reasons. Well, okay. Hopefully we got both of those right reasons, right people. Yes. Thanks. Uh, yeah. so, uh, great to meet you. And, um, uh, I, I hope we run into each other again. And, uh, it, Chase is now one for one for recommending affiliate owners. Oh, very cool. Good. I'll let him know that too. All right, brother. Have a good night. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye. Nicholas. Thanks brother. You were good. Uh, you gave a lot of good, uh, fodder fun stuff in the comments sevi uh no using other people's uh money 18 months no interest no payments fair enough and you don't even look a day over 44 by the way half the age of or 41 half the age of 82 uh good man javier thanks for sharing your days yeah i, I should have said that too it was pretty cool that um he came back on i know it's it's kind of a pain in the ass to in podcast Sam Steen. I've been looking forward to CrossFit gyms in Dallas to drop in uh, when I'm visiting in March. Definitely going to OTL now. Yeah, that, that seems like a good dude. Uh, Sam, dude, your body looks huge compared to your head in that picture. Maybe just one of those giant dudes. Uh, it's, not, it's not bad either. Don't, don't, it, 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 just the fact that I'm talking about you, you should feel good about yourself. Uh, Victor Brown, good shit, Sevy. Thank you, as always. Man, I got wound up. I saw that um, Hiller did a thing, a video with my name in it, and it, he went to Reddit. Uh, I enjoyed Javier too. He's cool. You're, you're, I don't know what to say about. I have nothing nice to say about your Instagram photo. What, Tommy? Who cut your hair like that in the front? Why is it not like? What's the? Okay, never mind. Um, CrossFit coaches are better than doctors. Unsporty Beth. What, what about both though? about a crossfitting doctor hey you know who i saw today at the um i i i ran, I, I went to a coffee shop today i parked my car at the beach and then i walked for like 40 minutes to this coffee shop with my kids it was pouring rain when i started walking and um by the time i got to the coffee shop down at the other end of the the the, the walk the sun was out there's a dude who looked all buff and shit uh, sitting at the entrance door of the coffee shop and I'm outside uh, drinking a cup of black coffee, watching my kids go crazy, ruining the, the peaceful area for all the other patrons. And this dude says, Hey, what's up? And I go, Hey, and he goes, you don't recognize me. Do you? And then I, right at that moment, I did recognize him. And I just, re- this dude had gotten so fucking big and buff. And it was uh Julie Fouché's ex-husband, Danny, Danny, I forget his last name. He's a doctor. And, and I had talked to him like I had gone out to dinner with him and some other people one time before and I'd sat across from him for an hour and talked to him. And he was really at that time, it was probably four or five years ago. And he was very nice, but he was very young. I don't want to say naive. I mean, he was a fucking doctor, but he was very young. And I had the fucking greatest conversation with him for an hour today in front of a coffee shop in Santa Cruz. It was so cool. I wish I could remember his last name. Dan, I have his phone. I have his phone number. I text him, told him it was great seeing him. That's like a big, huge ordeal for me to text someone. I don't want to create more text in my um in my phone. I want to see if I have his name spelled right in here. Where's I have his name spelled Danny D A N I. I don't even know if that's right. That's I'm kind of a weirdo like that. Your Yurku, Yurkuyo. 
Danny Yurkuyo. Anyway, I had a great talk with him. I remember that Julie kind of did him a little dirty on it. Well, not kind of. I would be fucking mortified if my wife fucking posted what she posted about him. But I fucking... I, uh, what to see exactly? What did he do to Julie? See see how you word that? That's exactly how she left it. That's why. Hi, Janelle. Nice kid. Janelle Winston. That's how... That's, that's why. Thank you, Sean. Great show. Anyway, I'm smutting up the show that we had a uh, Javier's Javier show. Want to see something cool? I'll show you something cool. Let's see uh, Javier Jaime, Sevon Rinsta. There's a. I'm going to show you this uh, video I made today. I, this is the first time I've edited a video inside using um, Instagram. Kind of weird. I should, it's because it's, it's so tedious, but I want to show you this video. Uh, setting share. Wait, what am I doing? I have to pee so bad. I can't think straight. You know, when that happens, like I'm like squeezing, squeezing, please go away. pee. Um, Ah, uh, yes. Sevon has the best podcasts. Yes, I agree. And the best people who work for free also. Um, uh, so what did he do? Uh, so so maybe I could get him to come on and tell his side of the story. I don't know. It's a little lecherous on my part. Let me see if I can make this bigger. How do, how do Caleb and... Um, how do Caleb and Sousa do that? Make this bigger? How do I... I don't know how to make this bigger. Like I do plus and minus and it doesn't work. They do like some zoom thing. Anyone know? Can anyone share with me? How do they make the uh, image bigger? <clears throat> that would be amazing, right? That would be crazy. But I know that I, I'm not very fond of his, uh, I'm not very fond of her for some of the stuff she did during the I'm out uh, portion of life. Anyway, I'm going to play this for you and you're going to see you, 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 my kids obviously do CrossFit and you're about to see uh, how strong a uh, CrossFit child is. But by, by the way, the, the parents were uh, tripping on uh, the, the other parents that were tripping on how strong obvious it's weird. Cause I don't see it. Cause I take it for granted, but, but I, but in this one match, you're about to see, fix that kid up, puts him down. Like it's nothing. Right. And, and obvious. Barely and then there's, and then there's this, this, girl this is in the final match uh, for those of you who are worried about him wrestling with the girl uh, don't be the girls at this age are savages this is in the final girls dominate a jiu-jitsu in the six seven eight old categories for sure nine. but basically yeah that's hard to watch there he is with his coach his coach left. this is the one this is a big kid now watch this this kid's got avi's single leg look at he has avi's single leg and he takes avi down no i didn't show this this morning easy jay hartle easy now watch this. I didn't show this this morning. He takes Avi down with a single leg. Avi grabs him fucking on his glutes. And from the lunge position, picks him off the ground and sets him down. Yeah, he, ch he choked her out. She didn't like that. Yep. Yeah, she's about to pop her head off. 
And you know what's crazy? You should hear the parents yelling. Yeah. Was that you yelling, squeeze, Avi, squeeze? Yeah. You know what? I want to be completely honest with you. The only reason why I did that is because the mom, the entire match, that chick was savage. She was big and fast and more coordinated and just dominating. And then finally, she when Avi fucking got on her back, I was like, all right, let me do a little screaming of my own. Yeah, she wasn't right. I go, I asked Avi, I go, why did, uh, why did she, uh, why did the ref stop the match? He goes, I was going to put her to sleep. Heidi, that's what he calls me. That means father in Armenian. He goes, I'm glad he stopped it. He goes, I'm sad when I saw her tears. So I hear you. I was sad too. Uh, Julie Fouché is a non-playable character with a medical degree after her name, completely programmed by social stimuli. Is that what non-playable character means? No, fuck no. No way. No way. Someone wrote in my comments that I said I would never let my wife, uh, I, I would force my wife not to get an abortion or something. Because I said, I, there's some clip where I say I would never want, I, I would, I would, uh, I don't know what I said, but I basically was saying something like if my wife got raped, I, I would, I would still raise the baby like it was my own. I'd never let her get an abortion. But I don't know what I said. But someone construed it as like I would force her not to. Like I can't force my wife to do anything. Like people read shit so fucking or hear shit so fucking weird. Fucking numb nuts. It should have been. It should have been construed that I would support my wife, not that I would force her. You you see it that way as force because you're a scumbag yourself. I'm not a scumbag. Not even a little bit. I don't even have a little bit of scumbag in me pick up dog poop anyway i was pretty proud it's pretty crazy that you could that's some cool crossfit strength right there right there he is on the bottom this is how strong he is this is the big dude great taller than him gets up from getting full gets out from underneath a full mount picks the kids up and throws them on the back this is kind of fucked up he he kicks his kid in the face sorry Hey, none of this came easy, by the way. I'm telling you, the last five uh, jiu-jitsu matches or tournaments we've been to before this have been a complete nightmare. The future is here. <laughs> the future is here. Uh, Dana White should call and sponsor the podcast to sign. Oh, to sign. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. To sponsor the podcast where I let Avi get some brain damage for sure. I didn't know we were going to go there. I didn't understand that sentence at all. Was it a sentence I said? I don't understand half the sentences I said. One of these times, Stefan's going to piss himself. It hasn't happened. You know what's crazy, too, is I could be here, and I'll catch my mind wandering about me imagining peeing in the yard, and that's like the worst thing you can do if you have to pee, is start seeing yourself pee. Oh, Jessica's here. Time to go. Uh, Guys, thanks for having me in your life for an hour and 45 minutes. Uh, Couldn't have done this without Paper Street and California Hormones. You guys know that. And tomorrow at 7 a.m., we have the Greg Whisperer on. Uh, you're not going to want to miss this. Uh, Emily Kaplan, uh, we're going to talk about uh, how she met Greg, what's going on, what she knows about the NSCA case, what's going on with the CrossFit book, what's going on with Greg's Broken Science. Uh, maybe uh, have her tell some funny stories that she knows. She's really in the know on a lot of subjects around the uh, CrossFit ecosystem. Uh, she is a, a confidant to many, many, many people. 
that would uh, su- that even surprises me. I think she's maybe even more in the know than I am. Uh, when is TDC coming on? Very soon. Uh, he's it's been it's totally been uh, mostly my fault. He keeps telling me to to get the shit organized right, and I just need to do it. So uh, very soon. All right, as they say in the hood. Thank you, Sean. God, you already said it. Thank you. Can we buy CrossFit back from the vultures? Uh, as they say in the hood, bye bye <laughs>